0: Welcome to the Worship Place Podcast. We are thankful we can worship with you and pray this message blesses your day. We look forward to seeing you in person next service. Gate City Boulevard, sort of over there where um, Big Lots used to be. A lot of things come and go from over there, but it, it was a little doll store and they had these little ceramic dolls that you could buy. And when she was very small, we got her a couple of those dolls, and she called them breakables. Perhaps because we drilled it into her as a small child, because they weren't rubber dolls. You know, the kind of dolls we used to have. Of course, I didn't have any. (laughs) But The kind of dolls other little boys used to have, they'd pull their heads right off of them. Tear them limb from limb, then you could put them all back together again. But not when you're dealing with breakables. Can I tell you something? Your soul is breakable. And somebody might be under the sound of my voice that knows exactly what I'm talking about today because you've come with a broken soul that's in pieces today. So for those of you that might be suffering from a shattered soul, I want you to know that there's a God in heaven who is the master at reconstruction. That he doesn't leave people in pieces, but he takes the broken pieces of our lives and reconstructs us, and makes us into a vessel of honor that is useful. The book of Jeremiah, it says, the Lord told him to go down to the potter's house and to watch the potter work a work on the wheel. And what did we discover? That the vessel was marred in the hand of the potter. People get broken in a lot of ways. Sometimes you get broken by sin, get broken by alcohol or drug abuse or messed up families or Psychological dysfunction, but sometimes you're broken in the hand of the Potter. Sometimes you break in the church. That's right. Sometimes you run headlong into a. I think the book of Jude calls it hidden rocks, hidden reefs, in the church, against which the mighty prow of many a vessel has, pl- has, has just just plowed right into, and uh, and and shattered. I want to say to someone here, many of us, perhaps all of us, in some way or another, God wants to put you together again. How many has ever been told, "You got to get yourself together," and uh, you've tried that, and it worked a little bit, but then you fell right back apart? <laughs> but there's a God, a Hallelujah, who can make you over and put you together. Hallelujah. Souls are a composite. That's why they're so fragile. That's why they can be shattered and they can be torn into pieces. Souls, soul, your soul, mine, is, uh, is a composite. It's, it's made of mind and will and emotion. So when you think of the soul, you think of your mind, your will, and your emotion— And, of course, you are body, soul, and spirit. And so you are not most like Christ in your soul. You are most like Christ in your spirit if you have the spirit of Christ dwelling in you. But this soul is a composite. And so uh, mind, will, and emotions, though, are also composite. What I want to show you is just how fragile the makeup of a soul is So you have the soul made of three parts and the three parts made of many parts. Take, for example, uh, both Jesus and Paul spoke of the will of at least being two in number. Paul in Romans chapter 7 says, the the good that I would do, I don't do. And the evil that I don't want to do, that evil I do. Oh, wretched man. So there's the old wretched man, and then there's the new man. Jesus prayed the prayer. He said, Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. Amen. So there's at least two wills going on inside the will that's inside the soul. Everybody get that? And then, of course, the emotions. Oh, we can go on about this. Let me just give you six basic divisions of the emotional man. So if the will is made of at least two components, the emotions are made up of at least six. Happiness. We had not had a whole lot of that yet here today. We get some before the day's over. Remember the old song, <clears throat> if you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. If you're happy and you know it, then your face will surely show it. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. I want you to inspect somebody's face around you and check to see for signs of happiness. Praise God. <clears throat> It says, with joy they shall draw waters from the well of salvation. There ought to be a time in life when happiness is detected on the countenance of people and it ought to be when we're in the presence of the almighty God. Thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. So number one, happiness. Then there's sadness. Then there's fear. And God has not given us the spirit of, but of power. You need power that will overcome and subdue and overthrow your fear. Fear is a worry. Fear is a spirit. Fear is a prophetic forecast that it's not going to turn out okay. But the power of God comes into a life uh, and where fear once reigned, uh, amen, confidence in God reigns supreme. We cast out fear in the name of Jesus. We cast out worry in the name of Jesus. It's going to be better by and by. And then there's disgust and anger. What is it about anger? You can tell when somebody's been in an argument after the argument's finished. Come on, you know it. You knock on the door to pay a friend a visit. There it is. But they're smiling at me. Ooh. But they're acting like they still love each other. Ooh. But they're walking through the church doors. Ooh, they had one in the car on the way to church. I don't know what it is about the spirit of anger. It lingers. It hangs out. You can sense it. You know it. We had a thing about anger, if you can try, of course, I feel sorry for middle school school teachers, man. We had one, he couldn't control his anger, and we just irritated that poor guy to no end. He'd hiss and huff and cuss and fuss, and we just played on it as students. And then there's Surprise. Anyone ever here win a lottery? Just checking. <laughs> ever win the sweepstakes? You know, when you win these sweepstakes, they want to bring the camera right in on you. You want to know why? If ever you're going to capture a human being stepping outside of themselves and entering into the realm of ecstatic surprise, and make great enunciations and shrieks of, of 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 joy and the unpredictable outbreak of human emotion. It's going to be when it's just been announced to them that they've the winner of some great grand sweepstakes and ooh! <laughs> or when you see the Super Bowl and the winners, you know, they pour stuff all over each other. They chest bump, fist bump, head butt jump, carry each other, and it's a big, big episode. And then when they come to church and they wonder why we're so excited around here, I'm going to tell you something would be wrong with us or the church we're going to if in the abundance of promises that we have received, that we didn't let our emotions show, if you only knew from whence we have been dug, you would understand perfectly why. Why? I clap my hands and stomp my feet and shout. Oh, somebody needs to be excited about the God of your salvation. Somebody needs to stir up the gift that is in you. Hallelujah. 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 Do we have somebody that believes this here today? Let me work some more on this. We're talking about the frailty, the fragility of the soul, its breakableness. And so we said that uh, the will is at least two, the emotion are at least six, and then there's the mind. Let me begin with the brain. The brain is the most complicated structure in the known universe, okay? You know that. Specialists say that there's at least 100 trillion neural connections in your brain one see these numbers get so big mine stops at about a billion then it starts having to google stuff 100 trillion neural connections in the brain it's the most complicated structure known to man There are only 100 billion stars in the Milky Way. How many knows what the difference is between 100 trillion and 100 billion? Oh, let me tell you, since I Googled it. (laughs) One billion equals, or one, one hundred, one one trillion is 1,000 billion. One trillion is one thousand billion. My, 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 my. So what we're looking at is something that's at least a thousand times more complicated and intricate, connected than the Milky Way universe, a Milky Way uh, galaxy so the brain is complicated but we're not talking about the brain we're talking about the mind the brain can be mapped to some degree and understood in terms of its neural connections its size its weight its structure the left hemisphere the right hemisphere but the mind leaves the brain in the dust and your soul again remember your soul is mind and will and emotion and if the if the brain is complicated then the mind that passes, that suffuses through the brain. It's not contained in the brain. It's greater than the brain. A reductionist scientific approach, and I quote one uh, specialist in, in, in neurology, a reductionist scientific approach of explaining the functioning of the brain in purely material terms based on circuits, neurons, and neurotransmitters while incredibly interesting, has not yet solved the mystery of why or how it feels like for something to be a conscious self. Let's just put it this way. The soul is greater than the sum total of the parts of all what the brain is doing. Can somebody say amen? So taken together, the soul is a composite and a collection of fragilities. You better be careful with your soul. It can be shattered. It can be torn to pieces. And maybe somebody's soul is torn to pieces today today. I want you to know you are in the company of the great physician who can put you back together again. Amen. The reason I owe, the reason why I wear my seatbelt on an airliner after the seatbelt fastened sign goes off is I owe it to Aloha Flight. 243 This was the flight in the words of one reporter said the plane was flying over paradise when all hell broke loose What happened they were just on a short jaunt from one Hawaiian island to the other but when they reached the altitude of 24,000 feet the, the the top of the plane literally peeled off leaving half uh, at least all of first class and part uh, uh, of the rest of the seats absolutely exposed to open air. The plane, in a moment's time, became a convertible in midair, 24,000 feet up. And one of the one of the survivors said, "the the 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 um the flight attendant was serving my wife a a, a drink." And she just reached out to her and told her, this is, uh, we're making our final descent, this is it, here you go. And she said, "Her wife's, his wife's hand and the flight attendant's hand touched when the top of the plane peeled off and the flight attendant was sucked out and never to be found again. And ex- after the, the, fortunately, the plane landed and there were no other deaths but the one, but one is always too many. But when it came in, half of the top of the plane was completely gone and the people were in open air. I said that to say this. When one of the passengers was getting on board, they noticed a stress crack. As they were, and ever since then, I don't know about you, but when I get, I don't see much, about that much on each side, but I'm looking. I look at rivets, I look at seams, because there were stress cracks that for whatever reason had developed in the plane, in the fuselage, and had gone undetected. And when the plane got under pressure, at the point of the stress cracks, it fragmented, shattered, and came to pieces. I want to say to somebody, whenever you get under pressure, and your Christianity is at stake. It's because you've got some stress cracks. And those stress cracks need to be treated. Amen. And in the pre-service, the Lord showed me what, he reminded me what happens when you hit the windshield of a car. It's safety glass, so it shatters, but it doesn't fall apart. It just, it just, it just, you know what it does. It stays in place, but it's full of fractures everywhere. And the Lord said, there's somebody just like that in this service today. You're shed, you haven't fallen apart. You're still together, but you're shattered. And I want to tell somebody that God is in this place to put you back together again and to heal the hurt of my people and to set you free from the pain that's held you bound in Jesus' name. Come on, let's lift our hands right now. Somebody's soul is in pieces, but God wants to make you whole. In the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Friday the 13th of this month, there was a gathering of witches that took place behind Terra Blue Bookstore Cafe on South Elm Street. They set up booths, they did witchy things. I have pinpointed where that place was on the map not far at all from one of the places we've chosen through the last few years to have street services. Kind of makes me want to go back and cancel the curse. If the devil can have outside witchcraft assemblages. Then why shouldn't the people of God assemble themselves somewhere in different parts of this city and take down the strongholds that the enemy has tried to raise up? Come on, is there anybody with me that says it's time to cancel the curse? What do witches do when they get together? They put curses on churches. Come on, somebody, Hallelujah! So I'll probably try to put a curse on a church like this one. But in the name of Jesus, there's power in the blood. There's power in the blood uh, in the name of Jesus. Watch this. How do spirits control a person without possessing them? Are you ready for this? They shatter their soul, and then they hide in the cracks. And then at the time of pressure, you're you're extremely vulnerable to falling apart and being controlled by demonic forces. The devil doesn't have to possess you to control you. He just has to find a crack in your armor and make his way somewhere and lie dormant until the moment is to To attack. That's why the scripture says, give no place to the devil. So if you have a cracked spirit or a broken soul, you need to be healed today. Don't leave the way you came. (laughs) Ever heard of blood glue? I didn't either to just yesterday. You can Google it later come to find out that blood is used as an agent to help bond plywood together. That bovine blood is used in a concoction that makes, because it has properties, that accelerate, I don't know, the bonding process, plywood is a series of strands of wood, you know, sandwiched together and bond, but you know what it is. That's not, I said that to say this. There's another kind of blood glue. It's called the blood that washes away my sins. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Did you know that the blood of Jesus can seep into the very spaces that demonic spirits want to fill so that they can launch an attack and fill the gap and put you together? And turn a fragile, broken, shattered soul in pieces into a beautiful mosaic. Come on, God wants to turn your mess into a mosaic. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Lift your hands right now and say, Jesus, let the blood of Jesus flow through every part of me. Hallelujah. We eject evil spirits. We eject thoughts of defeat. We eject fear. Come on, in the name of Jesus, we eject carnality in the mighty name of Jesus. We give no place, no place to the devil. Why does Satan want to fragment your soul? You ready for this? I'm fixing to close. Your time to shout is almost over. (laughs) Deuteronomy 6 and 5 says it this way. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul. If he can take a part of your soul, he can stop you from connecting to God in the way that God expects you to. Oh, hallelujah. I'm I'm here to give him all my heart and all my soul and all my strength. Come on somebody, let's magnify the Lord. Why don't we stand to our feet and worship Him with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our strength in Jesus' name. Mighty God in heaven, mighty God in heaven. Watch this, not only can you not worship God properly if your soul is in pieces, you can't handle God's blessing with a fragmented soul. You ready? You can't. Take how good God wants to be with you with a broken soul. Yeah, that is Where's the scripture? Deuteronomy 6, chapter, verse number uh, four. Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one. You shall love the Lord with all your heart and all your soul and all your strength. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children, and they shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand. They shall be like frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates, (coughs) so it shall be When the Lord your God brings you into the land which he swore to your fathers and to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob to give you. Ready for this? Large and beautiful cities which you did not build. Houses full of all good things (coughs) which you did not fill. Hewn out wells which you did not get. Oh my God. If you don't have God thoroughly and completely embedded into your soul when all of these good things start happening, this is what will happen. If you don't fear, you shall fear the Lord. You shall serve him. Otherwise, you shall go after other gods and the gods of other people around you. Lest the anger of the Lord be aroused against you and destroy you from the face of the earth. Watch it. The same thing that will bless you will curse you if your soul is broken. Yes. Turn to your neighbors you can't handle <clears throat> what God wants to do for you with a broken soul. My God, that ought to be enough to fill. That ought to be enough to fill. the. That ought to be enough to get out of my way. Wait just one minute here. God, I want the blood of Jesus to fill in the cracks. Solidify this broken mess in Jesus' name. Open. These altars are open. Would you come? If you want to be blessed then you need some soul repair. Hallelujah, hallelujah. (coughs) Soul repair. Come on, get your soul repair right here. Broken hearts, broken lives, broken dreams, broken souls, wounded, shattered, fragmented, pieces, stress cracks. God wants to take you somewhere that you never dreamed. God wants to give you what you thought you'd never get.